Bandai Golf Challenge Pebble Beach. Play one of the world's most difficult and challenging golf courses on your Nintendo Entertainment System. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. And I'm Sam. So, do you think it's weird that they were saying that you can only play it on your Nintendo Entertainment System, considering there's multiplayer built into this game, and, like, you're not allowed to go over to your friend's house and play it on their Nintendo Entertainment System, only on your Nintendo Entertainment System? I think think you're being a little... uh... Uh, you don't understand that there was still like DRM in the 80s and it was basically just lying to people and saying that they didn't work on any other NES. I think it was just, I think a lot of people just played online. True. They could have just, so they're both on their own NES. A lot of people would just commit piracy and travel to Pebble Beach and play on the actual (laughs) golf course. (laughs) That's a good one. You took it as like marketing. Another thing, though, too, the placement of the colon here, Bandai Golf colon challenge Pebble Beach. I know I joked about this at the end of last week's episode, but it merits discussion. Is the colon in the correct place? I feel like it's not. I I mean, well, I don't it, well, think that there's actually a col- There is a colon there, is there? Okay. But the the menu screen, it, it does, like, even just the the size of, there's no colon on the menu screen itself, but the size of Bandai Golf Looks like that's like the little developer title above the title. Bandai Golf developed it. Challenge Pebble Beach is the game, is what it looks like to me. Yeah, I I feel like it is in the right spot, but Challenge Pebble, Pebble, Beach, Pebble Beach isn't... There's something wrong about that. Like, Challenge, maybe it needs a, a dash or another colon or something. Challenge. Like, here's the challenge. I, I'm going to take it as or, like... A- like a Metal Gear Solid sort of thing. Like, that's just the word salad. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, but at, for this, it's just Pebble Beach Challenge would have made more sense. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. Well, the it, game is named after Pebble Beach, a golf course on California's Pacific Coast. And that's like a little strange, right? To be naming a game after like a, a, an actual course or a stadium. You know, you don't play like Shea Stadium's baseball. You know, you play like Ken Griffey's baseball. Well, Usually, it's named after players. Yeah, but I, I think yeah, golf is more. It's it, it's more described by the courses because they all have their own personality. And well, yes, like each baseball stadium has its own little players. It doesn't change the game as much as any any particular uh, golf course changes that specific game of golf. Right. Like if this game did well then maybe that's what they were like they were anticipating making more courses as their own separate games that makes sense. so you had dlc and microtransactions in mind already <laughs> well yeah they're already playing online just watered down sequels is what i'm thinking got it got it okay but but listen to me all right we already had lee trevino's fighting golf like that used a real name to like sell a product and we know that the Tiger Woods and now, uh, who is it, Rory McIlroy, right? Like, they, they get their names on these games. Do you think that Pebble Beach, you know, uh, to somebody who's not a golf fanatic, or maybe even is a golf fanatic, do you think that the course name 
is holding a higher uh, pedestal to to like you know recognition than say a you know Arnold Palmer challenge. I I wouldn't say that it it's more so, but I think that it still has that uh, that weight to it because I mean my uh, my dad has been talking about how he wants to play at Pebble Beach for like a decade. So I I would never have heard of it without him talking about it. But I do know that it like it's it's sort of the uh it, it's like it's it's known as one of the best like the big the best courses in the at least the country as far as I and, know. and that brings up that brings up another uh, another point with with your dad uh talking about it that um it's kind of like another form of wish fulfillment here that you wouldn't get with a player it's like this is somewhere that you can go in real life but it might not you yeah. might not be able to get there you might it might just be you know hopefully one day you can go there and play but in the meantime you can kind of uh play digitally on the NES exactly i think it's important to know that and uh thank you guys for the distinction there because i know not next a little about golf so for me you know us open like holds a a uh, bigger prestige there because it you know it always changes the venue but like that's the big event like the masters and stuff like that like those things matter so i think knowing that pebble beach is kind of like a uh, a bucket list thing for golf players add some credibility to putting it in the name and stuff like that still i'm still wondering if an athlete would have done better but you know that's probably expensive i don't know if bandai necessarily had to pay much for pebble beach's name if at all because they're oh, i think they <laughs> did it's a uh, i feel like it, it, it's probably lower than if it were a player, uh, but I'm sure that there were some royalties uh, being paid out there. So what do you guys want to talk about when it comes to this game? I I feel like a lot of what we've said in golf and Lee Trevino uh, has already like covered a lot of the things that we could talk about here. You know, all the mechanics are still uh, mostly untouched. You, you still get to choose your, uh, I was going to say weapon, still get to choose your <laughs> golf club. Before you, uh, before you putt and everything like that, and you still get to um, explore the maps just where you get a full idea of what the course is like. You can't change players like Lee Trevino um, let you do, so that's an interesting uh, setback. But ultimately, is there anything here that stood out to you guys? That's something that I sort of want to touch upon, the, like you talking about not being able to change your player, because... Uh, this is a very abstract version of golf. It's it's like if you menufied golf, because uh, in the previous games, there's always been like the, the main mode of play has been like your avatar, whichever golfer that may be, on like standing on the ground and um and and like you you you're sort of like there. Like, your guy is there. And in this one, it's mostly played from this satellite imagery, and only when you decide to actually swing does your guy just sort of, like, get plastered on the screen. It doesn't, like, it It doesn't mean anything. It's just, that's a visual representation of you swinging. It's, it's sort of like you're playing from a tactical uh, point of view. And not so much playing a golf game. I don't know if that yeah. Makes honestly, sense. the the guy on the screen, while while I think it does help to give you timing, you, you know, it just obviously there's still that same timer bar that's in all the other games. But it's nice to see the guy swinging. But it also threw me off a little bit, just because like 
it, at first like the it, it looks because of the proportion of the guy that he comes up not proportionate to the to the course at all it makes it look to me like i'm not hitting the ball very far so it, like it kind of just skews my perspective like initially until i like think about okay wait a second so this is how big the course is and 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 because if you if you miss the ball if you miss your your window and timing a lot you will hit it really short sometimes i had a hard time telling like did i hit it really short or am i just seeing it wrong because i'm because it's my new like your perspective you know, is a just all or something yeah yeah I, I saw it more as just like this superimposed like uh sort of uh companion to the meter like it didn't have any it didn't really exist in the game world it was just an image of a guy swinging so uh that you knew like where on the meter it kind of meant so i didn't really see that uh that perspective sw- uh change i just saw it as just like an image <laughs> yeah yeah now that you're it. saying it that way for some reason it's making me think of like those you're watching like cable tv and you see like up next at the bottom and it's like a little character from like who's like scoped yeah, out exactly <laughs> like just pop up on the screen <laughs> uh so when i was playing this like speaking of the guy who the avatar uh i well i played this and i went back and i played nes golf to see how it compared and one thing i noticed about nes golf is that you when you are aiming your shot, when you're rotating, your character, Mario, is still on the screen. Like, your avatar is there the whole time in NES Golf. And as you rotate, that little image of your character, the uh, the scenery in that image will change to reflect what you're seeing in front of you. So if there's water in front of you, that'll come into frame as you rotate around. And, I don't know, this this was just, like, a guy. You know? So it just seemed more... Like, very abstract, I thought. Yeah. And this could be a real rule in golf, I'm not sure, but depending on where the ball lands, so if it lands, like, on the fairway or in the rough or the or um, the bunker, you're only allowed to use, like, very specific uh, clubs that they provide for you. Like, you can never use the one wood again after you tee off. And then, even if you're, uh, like, far away, if you don't land on the fairway, the three wood sometimes is not available to you either. So getting off like really far shots is sometimes tough depending on where you land. I'm not sure if that's a real thing in golf and maybe that like, you know, warrants it. But I actually think it's just weird to like restrict the user flexibility uh, of the golf clubs because we didn't have that in the other two games. And we also didn't have, um, you know, like we didn't have the uh, tightness of the meet the swing meter and of flexibility of moving your player where like in both nes golf and lee trevino's fighting golf you can move pretty precise where you want uh the cursor to move i don't know it felt very rigid in yeah. uh in in this one obviously when you're on like teeing off in the fairway like it only lets you move in 45 degree angles let's say i think it might even be a little less than that but when you even when you're putting at the end like you have to like the D-pad is really sensitive. You gotta, like, almost, like, tap it and walk away and hope that you tap it again if you need to be more precise. So it felt like a lot of this game was fighting back on the video game aspects of of golf and uh, more, like, I don't want to say punishing the player because for all I know, these things are real golf rules. I'm too ignorant to find out. But it just seemed like it was against play. Yeah, I'd say that with uh, it sort of restricting you away from the one wood, which I guess is just the driver or whatever um 
uh, when you're in the rough or if you're in a sand trap or whatever, I'd say that that's more just like it's it's not so much a rule of the sport as it is just like commonly like situational to the sport. I guess like a, an analogy would be like in Madden, you can't have your quarterback line up wide, um, even though teams do that relatively frequently to, as like trick plays, whereas like it just doesn't allow you to do that in the simulation of the game. Um, there's no rule against it. It's just not what they put in. And as for like the angle of accuracy for like whatever degree um, or whatever degrees are possible or, or just how uh, fine tuned they can be. I did find that kind of odd, especially uh, when you're sort of hitting for distance. It seems like that they add a little bit more precision when you get into putting, but not too much. Uh, I think they want you to do a lot more with like in the actual swing meter, like where you can sort of adjust where on the ball you hit. It's a little confusing, but that's the only thing I can think of to explain away uh, what in other golf games that we played so far seemed a lot more granular. As far as like the swinging at the ball to change your direction, that was something that I noticed a huge difference between NES golf and this game. Because in this game, your window where you can swing, I mean, it depends on which um, which club you're using, but it's regardless, it's still pretty small of a window. And in NES golf, like I don't think you miss at all when you're swinging. But yeah, just kind of a curve, right? Like it yeah. just curves the ball a lot more depending on that. And that's uh, you know, not to cut you off here, Sam, but in case you didn't remember, I think that's because in this game. This one has, like, a triangle acting as, like, the golf ball. And in the other game, like, there were actually a series of white pixels that were supposed to represent the golf ball. That was, like, a pretty big part of your yeah. meter. So I think yeah. that's the difference. You can go on. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, what I was going to say is that in NES golf, you can, like, really curve it to, like, suit the course or the wind or whatever. And this one, I feel like, even when I was getting it on the side, one, it's a lot harder to hit it on the side because you're window where you can select is a lot smaller and a lot harder to hit because of that and it even if i hit it really far on the side i feel like it doesn't curve at all maybe only the slightest bit and it'll affect the angle of it but it doesn't really have the same kind of play that nes golf does. well i i think to curve it in this game though i think you have to move that cursor right Move the cursor and then just get within the window. I actually did wasn't sure if where you hit in the red, which is the ball, it was actually affecting the curve at all as much as just me moving that. You can move that cursor. I don't know any other way to describe it. It's just a little little thin cursor the line within thing, right? the yeah triangle. That's what it is within the red. And if you move that, you curve it, which is what mm, what, what I get for not reading the manual. Yeah, because otherwise you don't even need to hit the button and it'll. Like, as long as you set your power, it, it'll just come back and it automatically makes contact. I, it's something that really? I, I truly couldn't really understand, um, like, like how you were supposed to play with this, uh, play, play with that whole meter thing. Uh, I, I eventually think I got the hang of it, but I don't know. <laughs> it was, it, I couldn't really get a full handle on it. So what I got from it was that well was that if you if you move the cursor forward it it 
it curves to the left, and if you move it backwards, it curves to the right. Um, and at first, I was a little, I was a little off put by the fact that, you know, your meter, if you don't hit it just exactly where you want to hit it, you get very little give, and it's either like, all right, it's a good shot, or if you miss it by a by a centimeter, it's a terrible shot. It does the ball doesn't go anywhere. And at first, I was kind of like, well, that that's kind of annoying. The more I thought about it, I mean, I guess that is kind of like real golf. You have a very little space that you need to hit exactly, and if you miss a little bit, you it changes your shot a lot. So, like, uh, I, I started I to really kind have of... have that issue. What's Weird. that? I, I guess oh, yeah, I really I, never I had, had that. I had that issue a lot of, like, different from when from, from what I remember from NES golf. Sam, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you played it more recently. But I remember having a lot more leeway, and that maybe it was just maybe I was just bad at this game. But I noticed in this game, if I missed just a little bit, it would go nowhere. Oh, definitely, yeah. You have way more leeway in NES golf, and I mean, sometimes if you really mess up, the ball goes straight up in the air and then come right back down. But you don't miss it ever. And Joe, I get what you're saying about you know if you miss it, uh, if you miss the theoretical ball a little bit, like yes, the shot would be awful. But I refuse to also believe that you have the skill set of a pro golf player and then can also make like such terrible mistakes like that in the same instance by just being off a little bit. Like the window just needed to be bigger bigger here regardless, because like I I think what Sean was talking about where it like auto hits for you, like that is definitely something that happened for me in the putting mode. And um and I, I was actually, like, nice to see it there because I, the last thing I want to worry about is, like, hitting the ball correctly while I'm, like, playing mini golf. <laughs> but, like, in some respects, yeah, you do have to make sure that you're, like, hitting the theoretical golf ball because if you've ever been to a driving range and you're not a regular golf player, you're going to miss that golf ball a lot of times, you know, even though it's right there on the tee. Like, it, it feels like tee ball where you're like, how could I possibly miss this thing? But it will happen. I just think that 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 was just another moment in this game where things were just a little too strict that, yeah. uh, for a video I mean, game. You're not you know, trying for... to simulate being an amateur golfer. You can right. do that yourself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, especially because it's it's done with it's illustrated with a meter with that that moves at a at a random speed, so not like random compared to what the fact that there is no meter in real life. Like if it was illustrated with something that <laughs> translated more to golf then I could understand it being that difficult. But since it's like, oh, we need to get how, you know, figure out how well, how good you can time this press of the A button with this meter that's moving. Like, well, it doesn't really translate to golf. So, like, that part shouldn't be what's difficult. Sorry, that was a mouthful, but I hope everybody understands no, I, what I was I, trying I to say. No, I understood it. <laughs> yeah, loud and clear. You know, it's not even the biggest disappointment in this game, though. That award goes to the moment where you leave the title screen with its super groovy Kirby's Dreamland inspired music and then you just wind up going to the golf course and it's the same track over and over again and I'd rather just have NES's go- NES golf soundtrack which I'll remind you was nothing <laughs> I thought that a lot too NES golf was like relaxing yeah this song was so annoying just the same it's like not even interesting at all there's no there's like nothing to it someone just kind of was like all right, hum something real quick, and I'll turn it into a song. And he's like, no, 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 something like that. And he's yeah. like, all right, that's good enough. We'll- I just tuned it out. I can't even remember the, the sound of it. But that sort of plays into the rest of, like, what's sort of wrong with this game. And it, it, it would have been more in character for this game to be silent because it also just doesn't have any personality anywhere. It, it's just, like, 
like I said earlier, it's just like a menu-based golf game. And uh, I, I did like that it had sort of the cross-section of showing the um, uh, showing elevation changes uh, across the course. Uh, that was sort of like a, a cool image thing that was also useful. But otherwise, like, there's nothing there's nothing like there's no personality to this game yeah but the the data is there and i get what you're saying sean with like it just being a series of menus because it feels like ultimately that's what they're going for because things that we have never seen before i don't think any of the other games had handicap so like that has it there but even the detail that they put on the scorecard is pretty good and then finally like a long complaint that i've had with the other golf games is that you'd never really know how much distance you have to go to the hole and finally, like, we got that here uh, in this game. So, like, they give you more than enough information. It's just it's just about as boring as real golf <laughs> as, the, as the end result, <laughs> though. Like, if you're trying to make golf as boring as it seems on TV for someone like me, you've done it. You've done it here. <laughs> They've succeeded. This is coming from Mike, who, who I think voted, didn't he vote, like, NES Golf, like, number two of 1985? That's true. It's, like, one of your favorite games. I think his NES golf understood the arcadey moments uh, of golf and also came up, remind you, with the whole system that all these other golf games are based on. We haven't, like, that was the first time that it was ever done. So I think that's really cool that they wound up coming up with this solution that all these other people have found. And I think that, like, the changes that both Lee Trevino and uh, Pandai Golf here have made are not like changes in the appropriate direction. Like, yes, they might simulate more things like i think for whatever reason bandai golf has an actual fluctuating wind system that is just not realistic to life all of a sudden it's like you know it's one meter to the left zero meters nowhere nine meters up front and it's like does that stop once i select my club because i still have a good amount of time and now you've removed the wind information so like did it just end wherever i selected and now that's like that's the that's the wind for the rest of the course or is it still fluctuating and I just have no idea and I happen to be in the middle of a tornado that's going to sweep up my ball? <laughs> Apparently yeah, it confusing. is a windy course, so I would imagine that there are gusts. But, but like, uh, the the one time you should be able to see the wind information is when you're, in like, about to take your swing. But, like, once exactly. you, like, tee I, up I would imagine that, it goes that, away. that it pauses where you left it. Like, it's, I guess, like, the whole... Uh, that, that just wouldn't make any sense. I, I right. give them enough credit um to to say that they're giving you the correct information at the time of the swing but then it's only ever like an advantage though right it's only ever to your benefit you might as well just wait until you see a great wind in your favor if it's going to change so rapidly like i understand that certain uh holes are built different so that (laughs) so that like if you're on a hole number seven or something like it is designed so that the wind is going to the left but if it's still going to fluctuate wildly you might as well wait till it's not like seven meters in your direction and the ball's just gonna like not travel as far and now you're thinking like a regular golfer that might not (laughs) hit into the wind if he can help it so okay no point taken that was good that was well fought yeah
Why is golf going for realism on the NES of all systems? Like, we have just started with the return of video games. Um, it's it's early on. The graphics aren't, like, able to be as detailed. As, and they wouldn't know that, obviously. But, like, just in, in hindsight here. <laughs> why are they all going for this realistic simulation style? Why can't we get just a, like, a lunar pool style mini golf game that's really silly? Why are we always getting... You know, this is Pebble Beach. This is Japan and USA's premier golf courses with different recognizable characters. Like, when are we going to get something fun? I, I, I th- well, first of all, I think that you sort of answered your own question there, like, because you're talking about it in hindsight. It's not like they should have said, like, yeah, we should just wait until, like, 2018 when we can put something on, like, the, the PS4 or t- to be actually realistic. I think that, they're, that everybody throughout the history of video games has been trying to get realism down like whether or not they succeed or not it's more likely in the later generations um but i do agree that i would like a more more of like a golf story sort of thing it where it's more like let's just have fun with the concept of golf and have it be this arcade fun thing I'm surprised we haven't seen that, but I I cannot fault them for wanting to be realistic. <laughs> I, I I agree with you on that, and I also think though that it's just a, a matter of precedent too. Like you haven't seen anything like that before, so an idea like that, if you're a developer, is like weird and scary. Where it's like, well, what if nobody likes that? Like no one's ever done anything like that. If you're thinking like, oh, we're gonna make a golf game, probably just the first thing everyone thinks of is like, okay, let's just make golf. <laughs> you know, like. Until you've seen, like, until some more things start kind of slowly breaking into it, and then more people are like, oh, people like these quirky, weird things when they're talking about sports, too. Then um, then I feel like we'll see more of that stuff. Yeah. Because what other sports game? I mean, so you said Lunar Pool, and, like, maybe we had that one hockey game that was, uh, that was like, a little less realistic. Uh, more in the art style, really. But, like, most of the sports games we've had are, like, all going for realism. I'd say yeah. Double Dribble is pretty arcadey. Yeah, I'd say so, but I'd, it's not not in the same regard as uh, as a lunar pool. It was still trying to simulate the rules of uh, of basketball the best they could. It just ended up being a much more action packed game because it's basketball and not golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my only answer to that is just you know, again, my bias is here. I am putting golf in the like bowling billiards darts category and not the baseball you know basketball football category so i guess that's where i'm branching off with my like they should just make these games fun not focus on simulation because they're at the at the root core of it for me like i want these games to be fun whereas like you know (laughs) for baseball it's like oh bring on the simulation like i'd love to control a a team through a full season you know even if it is on crappy hardware like (laughs) That's that's just my own bias here. I just think it is strange that a game that like you could theoretically like the putting system is all you need. A mini golf game would be great on this system, and I'm not sure we're gonna get it. So have you looked ahead and confirmed? I'm not. I have not looked ahead. I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> all right. I then I'm I'm still prone to agree with you though. I I don't think uh, it seems that sports games have have sort of just fit that one mold and we're not going to see like even like even in the other category that you described of of like basketball baseball etc cetera, etc cetera, we're not going to see like a backyard baseball or something like that 
It's just going to be simulation after simulation. I want them to prove me wrong, though. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I, I know this is Super Nintendo, but we might see something like uh, Kirby's Dream Course or something like that, which isn't, like, supposed to be golf, but it's it's golf. It's just silly, goofy golf. And, and like, maybe we'll see game. stuff more like that. It's just, like, cartoony and not necessarily golf, but it's, like, hit the ball towards the target in funny ways. Did you guys read the manual? I did. Did you like all the like nice drawings and detailed descriptions that they had going on? There's a lot of information here too, like speaking of data. There's just they really wanted you to know everything about this game without ever having to play it. I could almost play the game in my mind based off of the manual. <laughs> That's just golf, man. Like it that they will I, I remember when I was uh let my my dad made me watch a video describing a golf course and like they had segments of like talking about each hole and all of the interesting things about that hole and like it was telling you a story about going from the uh the driving green or whatever the fuck it, the, the tee going from the tee to the hole it's sort of like this so it, it's just sort of falling in line with the culture of the game I didn't enjoy reading it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, page 13 in the manual actually reminds me of, like, 11th grade math with like, graph paper <laughs> yeah. and stuff. That's More exactly than it ever does remind me of a video game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why that's there. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's appreciated that <laughs> it, it almost makes it seem like you're reading a, a textbook. That, that's cool. <laughs> to- <laughs> To me, it looks like it's, like, information on, like, a style doc. Like, if I plug those numbers in, it's going to give me, like, specific colors. <laughs> or uh, it's the uh, it's the illustrations on the golden record on the Voyager. <laughs> and, and now I'm just being mean. But if you go to page four, how to play the game, uh, it tells you start in bold and then title screen and then next to that an asterisk with title music i'm i'm just not even this is all sounding like gibberish to me what do you mean start it sounds like, like... start the title screen like the, the title music what is that like <laughs> it sounds like it's like partially a manual and also partially like some the of the documents doc. they use yeah, yeah the design yeah, it's doc. like instructions to like, make the right. game yeah all right, this is where the title is, and we're going to put the music there. So we got to asterisk that so we don't forget. <laughs> I agree. I think that's sort of what this is. Yeah, it's wild because it's almost like the start in bold means like a whole series of things that I feel like if they're trying to explain this to someone who's not familiar with video games, they're failing here because they're really telling you like plug the NES into a TV, put the cartridge in, and turn the power on. That'll start in bold and then you'll get to the title screen don't be alarmed if there's title music <laughs> during the title screen <laughs> finally you can push start they do they do say push start this way you know that it's about using your controller but then they just start explaining other parts of the sub menus uh and the options between them uh going into a lot more detail 
So I think this thing really just needed some good old fashioned tables uh, in Microsoft Word style, you know, like just to explain like what each column is supposed to be. And, you know, by the end of the manual, they they sort of have that. I mean, they don't have lines, but they do have a table. Uh, So over, yeah, over the course of the author's um, writing experience, he did figure out how to how to put together uh, some Excel docs, I think. Oh my god, actually, if you overlay page 13 over page 4, it points everything out of it, and it all makes sense. <laughs> so it's funny, co- that is decoder. so good. <laughs> you know, it is a nice touch, though, with that subtle master's green color that they use across the uh, the whole entire manual, that, you know, you get that jacket if you win the master's, that's like the same color here. Is it a green jacket? I thought it was It's a green jacket. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's like the whole thing. I wanted that green jacket and I don't even like golf as we're talking about <laughs> this for 35 minutes now. <laughs> yeah, it's been been a lot. You know, Sean, it has been a lot, but we've still one more thing we got to do, uh, whether we like it or not, we have to take Bandai Golf colon Challenge Pebble Beach into the essential games list. All right, so it's time for the essential games list, and I'm going to do something I don't usually do, and I'll just go first, because I know there's only so many things you can say about why or why not this game shouldn't be on the essential games list. And so for me, this game peaked at the title screen with that asterisk title music. It was amazing. Uh, (laughs) I really do feel like that's one of the best tracks we're going to have in 1989. It's definitely a lot more memorable than some other stuff, and it's in a golf game. So that's pretty crazy that it's happening on the menu screen of a golf game. However, I think Lee Trevino outfought this game in every way possible. Uh, there's, there's more characters. There's any, there's any characters. There's two courses, a USA and a Japan course. And there's different modes, too. There's actually stroke play and uh, Nassau. So to have two different modes, even this game won't offer you that. It's really just saying, like, hey, you can play with a friend if you want, but only on your NES, not on theirs. And so for that reason... This game is not essential. Sean? Um, yeah, I think that if if this game had a bit more of a sense of presence, sort of maybe like putting your character on the green, um, I, just something as wild as that idea, I think this would have been a better experience for me. Um, right now, it kind of feels like you're in a, like a Gran Turismo B-spec mode where you're just sort of telling a guy what to do instead of playing golf. Uh, so even in the essential golf games list, this is sort of, it, it's, it's not there. Um, so no, this is not an essential game. Fair enough. Joe? Yeah, I'll say that maybe if, if we didn't have NES golf and Lee Trevino's fighting golf, uh, I wouldn't say not to play this game, but since we have those two, I would say don't play this game only because it's, uh, it's, it's not as good as either of them. And then while neither of them are on the essential games list. This is definitely not on the essential games. And last but not least, Sam. I mean, kind of what everyone's been saying, what I've been saying the whole time is that uh, NES Golf is a better game. And if NES Golf isn't on the essential games list, then surely this isn't. I think that this just doesn't have very much character in it. And it doesn't... I, I don't know, it just is like, oh, we need some music, so put some music in, because it's a video game about golf, so I have golf music. Which is boring because golf is boring. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's not essential. Though. All right, and so that's four no's. Um, not a surprise, I guess, based on the first thirty minutes of the episode. However, you know, 
it's still up for debate whether they put the colon in the right place or not. So uh, <laughs> we don't do an essential games list for the titles. There's no essential titles list. Uh, but since we're there, you know, is any uh, any video game titles in general stand out to you guys that you just like? I love that they named the game that. <laughs> you put me on the spot. I can't really think of anything. Honestly, I think Lee Trevino's fighting golf, which is funny because it even beats this game in the title. Something about Pac-Man Championship Edition DX to like just <laughs> throw everything you've got at it, but it's still like all is sound. It's not like a Kingdom Hearts title, you know, like where it's like okay, that do- that literally doesn't mean anything, so I don't care. Uh, here, Pac-Man Championship Edition DX does mean something. So yes, I'm gonna bring up that game whenever possible. Oh, um, I do have one, and I know it's not like the correct way to say it, but uh, Drive Three R, um, you know, Driver Three. <laughs> Um, with its stupid stylization, I cannot look at that uh, box and say in my head "Drift 3 R." So that that's one of my favorites. What about 3D Battles of World Runner? No, I hate that. It was it was technically in 3D. Well, I'm talking titles. Oh, okay, as yeah, far yeah, as yeah, that's true. The battle, yeah, there's something interesting because usually I feel like they do that. They do like Battles of World Runner in 3D or Battles of World Runner 3D just funny to just say like it's just like saying exactly what it is 3d battles of world runner titles are important though and that's why i brought this up because the first step in making a game might be the title of the game and if you're gonna make a game for our nostalgia game jam which is coming up then you're gonna need to have a title you cannot just call the game untitled or uh i guess you could actually why not (laughs) who am i i'm not your mom do whatever you want uh but sam yeah why don't you get, tell us a little bit about uh, the rules, regulations, what a game jam is, what jam is. So jam is like is like marmalade, but without the rind. Um, Good. But this isn't like that. This is the other kind of jam. So this is a set period of time that you have to make a video game. You can use an existing video game engine. I like using Godot or Godot, however you want to pronounce that. Unity is also good. Um, both of those are free, by the way, in case you're, you don't know about these things. Um, and you basically just make a game to certain specs of whatever the jam, uh, says to do with, within certain constraints. And you can only work on it during, like, while the game jam is happening. So, uh, yeah, ours is starting March 19th. And I think it goes until the. 28th it goes until that next sunday 19th. yeah we'll just we'll just let it ride you know? yeah <laughs> that uh it it goes from march 19th is a friday and it goes from that until the following sunday um and then after that we'll uh we'll, we'll pick our our favorites and talk about them on a special episode right that's exactly correct so for ours um it's going to be nes specs is we're asking you to make the games in NES specs. doesn't have to be exactly NES. You don't have to code it to an NES cartridge. Can if you want to. That'd be cool. But that's probably going to take more than a week and a couple days. Uh, so we're asking 256 by 240 pixels. Because that's the NES resolution. Um, 8-bit audio. It doesn't have to be, you know, exactly NES sounds. Like, you don't have to copy sounds from the sound chip or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, keep it, you know. Keep it 8-bit. Keep it 8-bit. Keep it, like, make it sound like it's coming from the NES. Um, 
And for your controls, only do the amount of controls that an NES controller would have. So you have your D-pad, you have your A button, your B button, your select button, and your start button. And that'll all um, be on the itch page, right? Yes, and this is on itch.io, is the website where we're hosting the jam. It's a good website for playing games and, you know, uploading your games as a developer. And if you don't want to enter the jam and make a game, you can still play all the games that people submit, which might be fun. Yeah. yeah, it all sounds awesome, and if anybody wants additional information, you know, to check the show notes, it's uh, right there at the bottom after all of this random Bandai Golf Challenge Pebble Beach show notes where you're like, what? They do show notes? Yeah, every single episode. Go back in time, every single episode. And this one has them too, but if you also want some more information, we'll be talking about this a lot on our Twitter page, that's at NostalgiaCast on Twitter. You know, we are always posting on Twitter. Some people say that NostalgiaCast really happens on Twitter and that the podcast is just an accessory to the Twitter page. I don't say that. I definitely think that the podcast has been around longer and that the Twitter is just an accessory to it. However, other people have said otherwise. So don't ask me about those other people. I don't know anything about them. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter, where I may or may not also be posting as the NostalgiaCast Twitter at the same time. And I'll be talking to you real soon.